Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Oh my God, where's my Jennifer? I my hat on. I moved my offices. Everything's all over the place. Who knew when we started this that we would be in season two of Food and Beverage Magazine Live? Oh my God, I knew about it. Still, well, we didn't know. I knew. We thought... We thought we'd no, do I a knew. few shows. We would help a few people. We'd we'd get some books sold. We'd introduce some people. We'd inspire some uh, adaptations in this pandemic, post-pandemic world. And then and then we we're here in season two with statements like these: refute this statement at your peril. More chocolate More... is better. Now, when is that not true? Wait, do that again. Put that up again. Let me see the statement. Hold on. Let me see. All natural Belgian chocolate, no chemicals or preservatives, no artificial anything. More chocolate is better. So you're talking, honestly, about Barton Barton Judy's, right? Yeah, but I want to tell you something. When that's true, it's true. When is it untrue? When the chocolate But, but let me tell you, forget you about that. Want... I need to throw it out the window beam, I think. I need something that says throw it out the window, right? Okay. Um, okay. I have a very good friend who happens to be a uh, a very wealthy man. That sounds like I'm his little boyfriend, doesn't it? I'm a, I have a very good friend who's a wealthy man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, he owns bottling plants. He owns vending companies, right? So one of the things was I came across this unbelievable cookie. And I was like, I was like, Ryan, I found the greatest cookie. I, I said, Ryan, I found the greatest cookie you could ever taste. I got it to him. And Jennifer, I swear, it was the greatest cookie ever, right? He said to me, I don't like your cookie. And I said, Ryan, let's buy the company and let's put them in all your millions of vending machines and make millions of dollars and run off together to an island, right? He said, Michael, that cookie's not good. Meanwhile, I know a good cookie because you know why, Jennifer? Because I wrote the book, right? You think I yep. would know the cookie, yep. right? I know a good cookie. Well, Michael, look at us. We are the embodiment of I know a good cookie. Listen, I don't know what you're saying. But <laughs> but he says to me, I use this guy. I love he's got the ultimate best cookie I've ever had in my life. That's Bar true. Judy's. It's the greatest thing in yep. the world. I said, yep. whatever, BS. I never got a sample. No one ever sent me anything. Finally, I come across Tracy at Barton Judy's, right? She mm-hmm. must be making big bucks over there to get a hold of me. For Bart must be, if not, he better write her a big check. Because now look what we've got, right? So we've got Bart on today, right? And 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 I know you've got some cookies there. They sent you me a box so long ago. In seven minutes, my kids scrumped down every single one of those cookies. They were can gone. I tell you? Can I tell you how hard it was to not eat all the cookies they sent so that I'd have cookies for this interview now? Uh, right. 
Exactly. And you would think they would have really good Wi-Fi because I think Bart's frozen now again. I don't know what's going on, but we're going to pull So, So we'll get to him. I want to talk a little bit about cookies. How in the pandemic cookies are making a comeback? We are Correct. rediscovering the essentials. People are baking. They're obviously at home more. Cookies as comfort, it's a thing. We can turn to people like Dory Greenspan, one of the James Beard Award-winning leaders in the food and wine world. She's been into cookies for a while. We can dial back to Famous Amos on Venice Boulevard. We can go back to, listen, Michael, you're from Is that Baltimore. where he was? Was he on Venice Boulevard? Yeah, listen. So, so I don't want to listen. Back. Maybe somebody else does. Do you know in Baltimore, there is a company that did the companion to the Faneuil Hall Marketplace in Boston. I don't even know what a Faneuil Hall is. So there's a marketplace in Boston that was one of the first international destination food courts in a historic building. And one of the initial companies was the Boston Shipyard. And when you go in to New England, you better bring your cookie game. Because the Toll House cookies have their roots in the New England traditions, right? Yeah, all right. That's a great idea. Listen, when Bart comes on finally today, right, what I want you to do is find out what he did all of his life. I mean, I've got a picture of him. Here, look. Here, Bart and Judy. Look at these two, huh? Yeah. So obviously he started a company when he was a little bit yeah. older. But I want you to find out everything. He's Listen, I don't want him to hear us talking about this. He's coming back on now. Okay. Find out everything. Dig deep on this guy. Find out what fraternity he was in. I want you to go deep. I want to learn. I want people that have that have aspiration to be successful and as successful as Bart. I want people to know how to do it. Right? Yeah. Because that's Actionable. what we do. Jennifer, that's what we do. We we are we are a guide to success. Bart, we're gonna bring you on right now. Can I bring him on, Jen? Absolutely. Do you mind if I bring him on? Absolutely. We do actionable. Out. That's the thing. Look at that. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That's the guy in the box. You all thought it was Larry David. You hear me? That's not Larry. That's not Larry David. That's Bart. That's the guy on the box. That's not Larry David with Judy. That's Bart. And here he is live. Stand hey, Bart. Hi. Can you hear me? We can. Yeah, we hear you. Can you see me? We see you. You're a beautiful person. Oh, look at his face. He's Bart. We see you. We What's up? Thank you. You know, Real saying, butter. I don't have a place to plug it. Real okay, butter, fresh eggs, directly. all natural, all good, nothing bad. And once in a while, you get a little love note from Bart and Judy. This is a cookie karma. And it says, this one says, replace your lives a masterpiece. You only get one canvas. From E.A. Bucignari. Bartsbakery.com is the website. Bart is the man. He is the cookie mensch of all time. And aren't we lucky and glad that he found his way into a giant up? vat of butter and eggs and Belgian chocolate because we cannot refute the statement, more chocolate is better when the chocolate is better. When is that not true? When the chocolate sucks, that's not what happens here. Bart Greenhut, welcome. Can you hear me, Bart? I think we're having some technical difficulties. Hey, Bart. I think we got it solved. This is so fun, Jennifer. It's the greatest cookie in the world. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Yes. Greatest cookie in the world. 
uh, when I got in this, the initial uh, inspiration was Famous Amos in, in uh, yeah. Los Angeles when, when, we, when Judy and I moved here. Then we ended up somehow in France, and we were eating something with butter, and it tasted like ice cream to us. It was different than anything we had ever tasted. We decided that we wanted to, since the Famous Amos uh, company had sold out, and turned it into a mass market product yeah. with lower quality. And the, and, the pro and the product changed. The product changed drastically. So I'm going to open and, these up because these are really some of the most delicious. And by the way, Bart does us all a favor with portion control. These little bags are only 150 calories. I would rather have one small bag of perfect, irresistible cookies than giant take them or leave them cookies. These That's are the perfect. best cookies I've had that didn't come out of my own kitchen. And even I would have a hard time capturing that little Como Sayama, that unique flavor that's a Bart and Judy's cookie. These are utterly delicious and they are completely dunkable. And when I was a kid, dunking a chocolate chip cookie and a little warm tea with milk, there was nothing better. You allowed me to recreate and re-experience that in a very Proustian moment, Bart, and I have to thank you for that. Talk a little bit about what you dreamed of creating when you did these cookies. What's the point of these cookies? I mean, you were a successful guy. You'd made a lot of money. You'd had patents and successes. You, you, you'd done everything. You, this was a real passion project, and it's not over yet. What happened? This, uh, this was actually a, a project of love. Uh, I had always made mechanical products, engineered products. And I decided for the rest of my life, at that point, my sons were in business with me. I decided that I was going to dedicate my life to propagating happiness. Ooh, Unmit I love that. Michael, I think we're going to have to reschedule with Bart because we're having an awful lot of technical difficulty here. Here we go. Here we go. You're back. Okay. You got me now? Yeah. You know what, guys? I think we might have to reschedule because we're having Hello? so many technical difficulties. I can't really hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. This, this is California. You know, we're, we're not supposed to have technical difficulties. <laughs> I know. And you're a... You're a big time uh, cookie mogul. Uh, you know what? Let's figure out how we're going to reschedule this so that we can give everybody the opportunity to learn all about this without these interruptions. Because I don't want anybody to unclick us because they're getting these hiccups and, and this, this technical problem. So let's keep working on this and we'll, we'll reschedule this, okay? But I will tell everybody in the meantime. That sounds good to me. In the meantime, we're going to go and send you to bartsbakery.com. And uh, thank you very much for making these delicious cookies. We're going to work out all these technical problems and we will have you back as soon as possible. Because if you don't, you'll have to send me more cookies because this last bag is He's gone. Last. He's gone. I know. He got the spill. Just like He's that. Yeah. I mean, technical. Yeah. This is the beauty of 20. There he is. He looks better than ever right now. He's <laughs> well, fine. There we go. What happened, Jennifer? Did it get fuzzy? Uh, he freezes. But he's not freezing right now. He looks great right now. Let's keep this interview going. Let's clap. 
Jennifer, let's power through this. If he let's freezes again, this. I mean, he looks good. If I look this good, if I can look this good when I'm 27 years old, I'm going to be happy. All right. So tell us about the cookies. Okay. Uh, Judy and I, uh, I've always, no matter what product I'm producing, I always decided that uh, I was always insecure. Being a Jewish guy from Cleveland, you always worry about going out of business because you'd be ridiculed by the entire community. So I decided. Hey, Bart, my, is that Bart? Excuse me for a second. Is that Shaker Heights? Is that where you're from? Uh, well, actually, Judy's from Shaker, and I was from a place called Pepper Pike. See, don't get the spilkies. We're going to be okay, Bart. We're going to be okay. <laughs> Jennifer Beck. Wait, all right. Hopefully you can hear me, see me. I'm going to keep talking. Uh, Judy and I decided, well, uh, the first person I spoke with, when I told that we were going to go into the chocolate chip cookies, my son said they're going to quit if we do it because it's too risky. Next person I talked to was a co-packer uh, who packs most of the cookies in vending machines now, or a lot of them. He told me I was crazy because... Every, every woman wants to make chocolate chip cookies for a living. So we had everything stacked against us. So our only protection was to be the best. And there's only there's a pyramid in life, and there's only room at the top for one person or one company. So we wanted to be unassailable. Uh, and so we started, we chose, initially we chose French butter, Belgian chocolate, uh, the high, actually the highest quality, berry calibo uh, chocolate, the highest cat. Uh, the highest rated chocolate, I think, in the world. Uh, and we started baking at home. We baked cookies just to see if we could come up with something that people liked. We did farmer's markets around Los Angeles. People, and I modeled the original cookies after the original famous Amos cookie. Uh, people started recognizing, recognizing it as such. However, I provided, that's it. I provided it in a brown box. I don't think I have one here, uh, but a regular brown box. Mm -hmm. And I call it the, the cookie that launched the brand, alluding to the famous Amos brand. Uh, at the one time at the farmer's market, which was on a weekend, Sunday morning early, uh, someone came by that was from Whole Foods. Another person came by from a company called Viceni Foods. And the fellow who came by from Viceni Foods told me that he likes to pioneer products in Los Angeles. And he is the pioneer. He, is, he was about 85 years old at that point. And he turned out to be the pioneer for the original famous Amos cookie. Oh, interesting. The, yeah, the Paul Newman products for uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And he eventually took me to his office because I made some deliveries to his store, took me to his office, and he showed me the products, the original packaging with all the entrepreneurs of the bakers uh, mm -hmm. hand, handwritten auto, autograph. And he said, when he decides to retire, he's going to sell all this on eBay and see what he can do and how much he can make. So he didn't think our cookies could sell because they were just in a brown box. I told him, well, let's try it, put them on the shelf uh, because people at the farmer's markets really would come back for more. And so he did that and the cookies started selling. I had to take go from a two-seater car up to an SUV to make deliveries. And that was the beginning of the story. Then Judy and I, because we uh, originally we had talked to co-packers about making cookies, no one could duplicate what we were doing, even right. when we 
provided them the ingredients and the recipe, uh, which I was very paranoid about doing. Uh, they gave us a cookie that didn't match the quality that we wanted. So one morning, Judy and I were talking. We were in bed, looking over the Pacific Ocean. We had built a house in the palace. Said, well, the only way we can really make this work is if we control it ourselves. So, but we needed a lot of money. Judy said, let's sell the house. We sold the house four days later. We had the money to buy 140 foot tunnel, 11 plus a lot of baking equipment. We set up our own bakery in Los Angeles, hired our own employees. And from that day forward, we've been baking these little cookies. Our first major customer was QBC, and I sold two and a half million cookies in seven and a half minutes on my first uh, appearance on QVC. We're not on QVC any longer, but we started building uh, because it was a project of love and propagating happiness. That was the only purpose. Judy and I, Judy finally convinced me, well, we have to have a higher purpose because we have to stay in business. So the purpose is the uh, is making money. However, it turns out making money is a byproduct of doing everything else correctly. Right. So right, right. It's, uh, we, that's what we ascribe to. That's what we've done since day one. Uh, we are now entering vending. We're in approximately 500 stores in Los Angeles with our chocolate chip cookie boxed cookies. We're in uh, a lot of the high-end stores like uh, Bristol Farms, and- Gelson's, uh, Mother's Markets, Whole Foods, uh, Sprouts. And we have uh, our original SKU, which is double Belgian chocolate, and made with butter, Madagascar, vanilla, all the right ingredients. And the vanilla uh, comes through loud and clear as a tasting note. If you were imagining this as the perfect chocolate chip cookie flavor cord, it's not a cord of one flavor or two flavors. It's a cord of five flavors. The chocolate, the vanilla, all of the elements, they just are harmonious, and there they are, and they're true and irresistible. This is truly the most irresistible cookie I've had in a very long time. Thank you very much. I really take that seriously as a compliment. The funny part is is that I've been perfecting this cookie from day one, uh, and I just uh, I, I can't say this is the original recipe because if I if something feels off or, or uh, isn't quite right, I will always adjust adjust up. Uh, we never increase well, our prices. I mean, but 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 Bart, isn't the whole point that in anything that you craft? You have to make the adjustments. If the wheat just happens to be in the flour a little bit nuttier than usual, then you adjust for it. If the sugar has a little bit of a richness, you adjust for it. If the eggs have a little bit of a fatness to that, you adjust for it. If the vanilla, you know, the chocolate, everything is going to have its own discrete identity in the moment and the season that you use it. And being able to do that adapting, you still end up with a cookie that rings true. Talk about, because one of the things we really pride ourselves on is giving actionable advice to the literally millions of people in the food and beverage magazine world who are finding themselves displaced from work in their restaurants, bars, and hotels. There are literally millions in our industry because of COVID who've been displaced and they need to adapt. They might not have ever thought about the vending world as a place where better could be. Maybe somebody's going to listen to us today and create the next advancement 
inventing let's, let's because they come up with something beautiful. Talk a little bit about something for these kids who are going to and are already displaced. Well, the most important thing is think small uh, because the uh, progression of life, the progression of an entrepreneurial product always starts in the very core of a product, no matter what the product is, right. the core of the inspiration. And the right. smaller you start, the less stress you're going to have. I'm yeah. always under stress. I think I've been under stress since I was, uh, since I was in my teens. Uh, but it's good because it automatically forces inspiration. Right. And inspiration can force action. And action can force results. And then it's a matter of tuning the results, tuning the action, and finding your sweet spot. Amazing. I mean, it's amazing to me. I'm an engineer by background. My first product was chosen one of the 100 most significant products developed in the world the year I developed it. I figured out wow. how to overcome the force of gravity on Earth with an engineered product. Uh, and it's. Uh, and then I've more morphed over to baking chocolate chip cookies. Now our whole purpose is to help people help them help themselves. You know, we deal with entrepreneurs. What I like about the vending industry is you're dealing with thousands of entrepreneurs. Each one, you're not used to high quality product. They're not used to natural product. They're used to, to junk food. They're used to, to product that high quality for them is high fructose corn syrup right. and palm oil. Uh, this is something totally new. The, I think the market is wide open. We're going to pioneer in the, in the uh, vending business because it, our product costs a little bit more, but it's within range of anybody with a, with a dollar bill in their pocket, they can really afford our cookies. And more vending machines are going, going to automatic where they take credit cards and people are less conscious of the small change in their pocket. So our niche right now, aside from grocery, which is not really an expanding niche for us because I don't enjoy selling to institutionalized large companies, uh, the vending is still an all-American company, a real spirit, yeah. real people behind it. And I really, you know, I really enjoy it. Now, by the way, I'm going to announce something I've never announced before. Uh, first of all, you had mentioned karma inside the bags of cookies. Uh, they're not just in select cookies. We put them in all of our cookies. And people send in the famous quotes for their the the advice that their grandmother gave them. And we print that advice, uh, usually two or 300 different ones a month. And we ship out tens of thousands of these in the bags of the cookies. So what you're getting when you open the cookie karma is you're getting a communication that goes straight through the ether to your, to your eyes, from somebody else's heart to your eyes. Totally unpredictable. Uh, and actually on the back of that, there should be a where you submit, or actually it's on the front where you submit the cookie karma uh, on our website, and right. I'd say we print probably seventy percent of the of the karma that we receive. And I've gotten emails from people who said that they received miraculously the karma, whatever the, what they needed that particular day. And so it's funny like how that works. Thing. Funny how that works, Bart. It is. I mean, it. Uh, I'm amazed by it. But because I find so much of life is serendipitous that you can't predict, you can only sit back and relax and, and enjoy it when it happens, that if we can participate in that by spreading something good, something positive, uh, and that is meaningful to even 
one person uh, that really can change the world. And that's what we- We, we have about one minute left. I wanted to give you the last word. The last word is quality. No matter what you do, if you want to survive in life, if you want to have a business, uh, if you, in our case, you were providing a good comfort food, we're providing smiles to people, and especially during a time like this when there's a lot of uh, anxiety and, uh, and issues regarding the politics. We just want to provide something that's non-denominational, not political, something that brings good will and good spirit and the highest quality, something that I enjoyed when I was, when I was growing up since the 1950s. Who is well, that? we have a cookie connoisseur joining us now. He's going to finish yes. us today. <laughs> That's our, this is our number one baker. He, right. Our quality control expert. Thanks for coming. All right, Bart. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to being a part of your big success. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, I enjoy Bart. it. Thank you. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read. The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.